Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Another preview pod and another top five team. Welcome to the OEO podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. That's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Here as always, is my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. That's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. And always judging in the background and kind of dragging himself along as Sick Seth. You can block him on Twitter. That's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? I am making my triumphant return to Bloomington. Yes. Kidless. Yes. With a D-D. So Ooh. let's get weird my wife yes. does not listen to this so i'm bringing dizzy bat i'm bringing hard alcohol i mean look sounds like we're gonna tailgate for roughly four to five hours that's a little bit of a preview of a brando's randos i am pumped for this weekend like really really pumped what yeah i think we may need to discuss uh transportation i don't know we'll see we'll see what's going on um okay Cool. Uh, real quick, guys, uh, stick around uh, for a special interview at the end of the pod, by the way. Uh, I sat Big down with, time. Yeah. Big time. Sat down with special guest and IU alum, Zach Kiefer from The Athletic. Um, and he does a little bit on Wish TV as well here in Indy. For a quick Q&A on his thoughts for the program, he was um, coming off, and, and I kind of sarcastically talk about it in the interview. He was kind of talking, you know, he was coming off of an interview real quick with Carson Wentz and DeForest Buckner and had to run back in for some more. So he fit us in between those. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. good sandwich. Yeah. It's a good sandwich. A little wince on the top, a little forest, the forest on the Buckner on the bottom. Wait a minute. And then Elio meat. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but meat here on the podcast. Um, all right. Let's talk about the opponent. The five and one number five, Ohio state yes. Buckeyes, a highest state Buckeyes. Hi. Come into Bloomington against the two and four Indiana Hoosiers. Right now, the spread, at least at the time of the writing of the outline, was a 20-point advantage for the Buckeyes. With Oh, it's up to 21 already. Wow. Okay, so up to It'll 21. keep climbing. It'll keep climbing. That's fine. Uh, Over-under of 60, which I think is a little high, too. But um, those yes. are courtesy. I mean, it's an IU Kings. team that has scored three Big Ten touchdowns. Well, so. there's that and the defense. But, okay, Ohio State's wins are against... At Minnesota to open the year, loss against Oregon at home, wins over Tulsa, Akron, and Rutgers. So wins, not that impressive. The loss is fine. Um, they're starting to, to turn it up a little bit, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. You can find the game on ABC. Uh, it's on at 730 Memorial Stadium. It's going to be football weather. High of 63 for the day and low of 47. Maybe some rain. So uh, previous meeting was a doozy. Down 35 to seven at halftime. IU rallies to lose 35-42. Ohio State leads the series. Here comes Seth. 77 to 12 with five ties slash um vacated. Yes. So 26 consecutive wins for the Buckeyes. Last win for the Hoosiers, 1988, which was a 40 set, 41 to 7 drubbing with Anthony Thompson going for 190 yards and four touchdowns. So mm, there's a chance we see something like that for the Hoosiers on Saturday, a very slim one, but it could happen. You know, anything can happen. Right. And that would we're talking Arnett percentages. Said. Ooh, another uh, Brando's Randos with percentages. Oh, too. Nice. Uh, real quick. Some news. Um, totally forgot about this player, but the Sean Brown wide receiver from Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Mr. Football. I want to say 2019 has entered the transfer portal. Um, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it, but if he hadn't seen the field yet, he's not going to see it coming up. I, I can't imagine. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a slot guy, and we lost our slot receiver, and he couldn't get on the field. Um, the message boards were saying he he tore his ACL. I don't remember that. And when a speed guy loses an ACL, that, that can be tough. I think that was his freshman year or last spring, one of the two. Um, either way, a little bit of good news. Four stars. No, no, we did, we, we, we did have one other player enter the transfer Oh, who's board. that? I didn't see that. We, we talked about him a lot. The Tracy brother, Larry Tracy, oh, Larry Tracy. Yeah. Um, again, he's a corner. Um, apparently he hasn't listened to this podcast and hasn't looked at the Indy star. You know, I mean, look at Pierre. He, he waited his turn and look what happened. Apparently, uh, Mr. Tracy didn't want to wait his turn. And that's the world of the transfer portal. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Now that you just said that uh, I misspoke at the beginning. Um, real quick. Let me start over. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Another preview pod, another top five team. Welcome to the Noah Pierre podcast. There you go. That's better. Um, now we can go into the good news. Now we get into the good stuff. Okay. So four-star defensive lineman Dominic Jones, top 24-7 player uh, from IMG, has scheduled an official visit with IU for the Rutgers weekend. He has two other scheduled official visits with Ohio State and South Carolina. Um, offers from, I don't know, like Texas A&M, Alabama, and pretty much if you name a major school, they've offered, except for Purdue. So Purdue didn't want them. I guess, yeah, just like they didn't want Donovan McCauley. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're good in those positions. You know what? I was looking up stats, individual stats. I will give them a little bit. I think Aiden, Aiden O'Connell is like top 20 in passing percentage in the country or something like that. I don't know. Stop stealing all the randos. Oh, sorry. Um, presser highlights. We covered all of it on the last pod, pretty much. Uh, but there was one part Nick Sheridan talks about scoring one touchdown in Big Ten play. Here's the quote. I'll try to get through it this time without Brandon having to take over. Um, number one, our quarterbacks have turned the ball over too much, period. Stop that running bunch plays on the short side of the field, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> That's led to us losing games. Number two, we haven't scored touchdowns in the red zone. Duh. But you scheme something up, dummy. <laughs> it's really not much more complicated than that. We've had opportunities. Apparently it zone. is, dummy. <laughs> Explosive plays haven't been what we want them to be. We've had our moments. We've moved the ball. We've gotten first downs. You have to have explosive plays. And you have throw to throw down the red field, zone. dummy. <laughs> you have to score in the red zone. It's not for lack of trying or problem solving yeah we have to be able to do that score in the red zone on one drive on saturday you have to do it on more than one drive on saturday but i guess that would have won in the game so that's fine uh but we didn't as he's finished his sentence <laughs> so you know you know that you know that scene and have you guys seen tombstone and then doc holidays was like you know what now i hate him like that, that press conference was that moment for me when for doc holiday who didn't know he hated the guy, think he hated the guy but then doc got holiday confirmation died. great picture right spoiler um for the movie and and, and real life oh uh and seth got my joke there it was a horrible joke but <laughs> god i mean yeah was piloting an airplane i believe wasn't yeah, that it seth yeah thank you Quit, quit shaking your head. No. I was just going to say, if you ever get rich, don't don't fly don't small airplane. your own. Yeah. Over like an ocean or something. Nick Sheridan should buy a plane. Should buy a ticket to a go ticket on vacation. To go. Yes. To have a holiday to go. <laughs> yes. Because he deserves some time off. That was poor I'm timing. Saying. That was poor timing for your for your Nick Sheridan on vacation. That was not nice. Um, speaking of not looking so nice, uh, let's break down our opponent this week. Uh, as is tradition, I usually talk about the quarterbacks. Um, I didn't bring up the majority of their offense or any particular players on their defense, but let's get into it anyway. Uh, I start off with joke. this will be an all time dad joke. <laughs> CJ finding his Stroud S stride, CJ Stroud finding his Stroud. I don't know. Uh, 1,700 yards, roughly. is a little bit under it. 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 191.2 quarterback rating. 
in Big Ten play, he has 14 touchdowns, one interception. Again, his Big Ten play is Rutgers and Minnesota. Don't so, forget Maryland. Don't forget the Dante. Oh, in Maryland. Team. Sorry, sorry, in Maryland. I forgot Maryland in there. I did it again where I forgot Maryland in their wins. So, yeah, Maryland as well. Well, Loxley also brought up that many people forget Maryland is in the Big Ten. So, you're not alone. That's true. You're not though. alone. Uh, he is second in the country in passing efficiency and fourth in the country in passing yards per game. Um, they do run the football. Eh, I mean, it's not incredible. It's good, but it, that's not their main focus. So um, anything else you want to write, uh, add on CJ Stroud there? Man, you and I tried to will it for him to just be a guy. Yeah. And um, no, he is. He's really, really good. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do the positive thing real quick. Minnesota's defense any good? Tulsa's defense any good? Akron's defense any good? Rutgers defense any good? Maryland's defense any good? Oregon's defense any good? They're good? Okay. See, so he's played one good defense. I think he threw three touchdowns and an interception in that game. Um, one good defense. I want to see. There's still there's still power five defenses. I mean, they not also obviously, they are. but yeah, no, they still are. You're absolutely. I'm not saying that he's he's not good. Let's see what he does. Because look at what we just did to Peyton Manning Thorne and to uh, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I was going to call him Kenneth Runner again, but he doesn't run anymore. He just walks. And it wasn't like Sean Clifford had a field day. He didn't. He didn't. Nobody. It's really not had like one. Ritter. Ritter you didn't know? have one. No. Ritter didn't have one. No, nobody's had a big game except for, uh, oh, Bailey Zappi. But that's because he would throw two yard screens that would go nine yards every time. And then run it's a another very play. good they just ran two more plays. Offense. So, um, by the way, guys, calling for their offensive coordinator. I don't know about that. I don't know about that on the Twitters. We'll talk about it some other time. Uh, let's talk about Ohio State's wide receivers. It was a two-headed monster. I'd call it a three-headed monster now, right? Wilson and Olave, both gone, both probably first-round draft picks next year. Um, and then a guy that you may remember from last year, uh, he was a fresh, true freshman last year, Smith and Jigba. Is that right? And Jigba and Nigba? I can't, I don't know. Enigma. Um, yeah, actually, you said that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Hydra, man. I mean, they are all guys that will be playing on Sundays. Um, I don't know if the if Wilson and Olave definitely are uh, first round picks. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I think one of them is is in like the top five or something like that in mock drafts right now. So pretty impressive. Um, both I would say that, you know, they didn't really, you know, last year they weren't great, but both of them went over 100, if I remember right. All three of them currently over 400 yards and at least three touchdowns with Olave with seven and Wilson with six. Um, just as, and I always do this on defense, so I might as well reference our offense. For reference, IU has nobody over 350 yards receiving. Garrett Wilson is the highest ranked one. Yeah. Ty Fryfogel, 337 yards, and nobody has over one touchdown receiving. So um, they also average 16.9 yards per completion. That's all the way across the board, not just for those three. That's every reception. Uh, for reference, IU averages 10 and a half. So, which is horrible. Yeah. And for reference, Western Kentucky probably averages two. <laughs> so it's all about yak in that offense. That's right. That's right. I do kind of yak want to look it. that up. Um, do you have anything else you want to add on them, real quick? Or on the running backs or on any anything at all? I mean, again, I mean, that's we'll get into it when on, on things we're, we're looking for. But I, I, don't, I think they're the hottest offensive team in the country. Um, I mean, their last three weekends, they put up 66, 52 and 59. I mean, that is that's absurd no matter who you're playing. And, you know, their starters weren't playing for the whole game. So, I mean, that's likely three, three and a half quarters of play. Um, that, I mean, again, this defense has been the highlight of the year so far. They'll get their biggest challenge of the year coming up. Yeah. Um, for reference, that puts IU at 115th in the country. Purdue, 109. So, not we're not too far behind Purdue and Iowa. Iowa, 101. 
Um, I'm just looking for Western Kentucky just because I've kind of sparked a little bit of interest. Um, I don't see them. They must they must be pretty decent. I wouldn't expect them to be very high. Um, well, I guess it's not where the, where the ball's caught, so that's a little bit different. I guess they are in the top. 50 yeah i don't yeah 49 there you go 12.91 yard, yards per reception so back to the topic um nothing else i i want to add on their offense seth do you have anything you want to add on i have not watched any of them none of it a little bit of the oregon game um trying to think if i watched anything else i feel like some but one of us in here watched some of the maryland game but that was i don't know um yeah, I, I took Ohio State at 31 and a half, and it was like the safest bet. Like, yeah, I think Seth like hammered that too. Yeah. Um, it was at 31 and a half midway. It was over the spread before halftime. There you go. It was like 35 to three, I think, at halftime or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was insane. Here's, here's a little bit of positivity, and then I'm going to shoot everybody in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive rankings they are 103rd in the country. And passing yards allowed at 256. Which we knew that when when, when we did our preview, we talked about, you know, inexperience because they don't, because everybody, everybody that plays for them eventually goes to the NFL. And so then they have to fill in freshmen at some point. So IU for reference is 49th in the country. They are 88th in the country in third down defense efficiency. So 41% of the time they give up first downs again for reference, because we're such a bad team guys. IU gives up 18 or they are 18th in the country at, I think under 30%. Um, This is the part that kind of stinks and is super scary for Saturday. They are first in the country in defensive touchdowns with four interception returns for a touchdown, nine total interceptions. If I remember right. And one fumble recovery touchdown, all Hawks and athletes. Yeah. So you got to protect the football. You just got to protect the football. You protect the football. Look at what did Purdue turn the ball over, Seth? No turnovers against Iowa. Well, I mean, Nick Sheridan said a quarterback should turn the ball over too much. So, Duh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's get into a quick promo, real quick. Super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering how much? 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10. That's LEO10 at checkout. Now, let's get back to the show, and we will get back to IU players to watch, Brandon. Who are you watching on offense? So, the recipe to beat Ohio State, you just have to go back to the Oregon game, right? How did Oregon beat Ohio State? Well, first off, they had success on the ground. They ran more times than they threw the ball. They ran for seven yards a carry and they had no turnovers. So what I'm going to watch there is uh, you brought up Anthony Thompson. Stephen Carr needs to cement his legend status. So I'm going to be watching the specifically I use run game and how successful that can be because that is going to our best way to, I love our defense Literally, Mike McFadden is my favorite IU football player of all time. But our best defense to their offense is us maintaining the ball. Yeah. So that is why Stephen Carr's legend can begin and end on Saturday with a performance like Verdell had for Oregon. But I'm going to watch one other thing because I am pumped to see what packages Donovan McCulley has and what he can do with them. So... Yeah, me too. Um, just for a quick reference, they actually lost time of possession, weird enough, um, and total yards. But again, hang on to the football. Don't turn it over. And, and just have a balanced play. Just have a balanced play. We'll talk about this, I think, a little bit later on. At least I will. I'll just do it right now. I was going to have Ty Freifogel because the guy needs to step up. It's about time for somebody to step up at some point. He had 218 yards and three touchdowns against them last year. But I'll go with 
the offensive line protect protect Jack Tuttle and I guess Donovan McCauley in open holes for the run game to do something something he does it what you're saying is be the focal point of the offense just get 75 plus yards we are Oregon gave up zero sacks they protected the Oregon they didn't allow Ohio State to get you got to do that quarterback a single time well we talked about it in the preview thing if you're going to get Ohio State get them on get them early we're getting them thankful it maybe it's thankful right after a bye week so uh, our leading rusher last year now plays for Purdue. He had 10 yards. 10 yards. I think we had 16 total yards rushing, or we had negative 16. I'm not even sure which one it was. Um, Mike went nuts in that game, and uh, that's what kept us in it. So on defense, who are you watching? So I think it's reverse. I think, again, I'm uh, – a broken record here. We, they held Ohio state to only four yards of carry and they forced turnovers. So I think the defensive line is again, Seth brought it up last week. Our defensive line was amazing against against Gainwell. They didn't let the linemen get to the second level and it allowed our linebackers to really, really exceed or not exceed, get through and make plays. That's what's going to happen, have to happen again. They're going to have to be man-eaters. They don't have to be disruptive. They don't have to make the plays, but they at least have to not get pushed back and allow their linemen to get to the second or third levels because that's how you break big gains. Yeah. Yeah, who's Gainwell? Who's Gainwell, by the way? Doesn't he play for like the Eagles or something? Yeah, like Kenny that? Gainwell. I was thinking of Kenneth Walker. Sorry, I got my <laughs> Kenny's. I got my Kenny's wrong. <laughs> um. Man, I always assume you're going to take one of the two that I wrote down, but I guess not. And I don't know which one to go with. Uh, I'll go with Taiwan Mullen. Because if he's back, it's his first game back in two and a half, right? Plus the bye weeks so are three and a half weeks. Um, it's got a hell of an assignment to come, to come back to. And uh, we're going to need him. We're going to need every ounce of that defense. We need everybody's healthy. Reese included. It's going to be a tough one as it is. The other one I had was just maintain the edges. So I had Gerard Handy and Ryder Anderson. Neither one of them we've really heard too much from. Ryder had half a sack last week, I think. Um, but he but was if, noticeable. I yeah, mean, he, he popped was. out on the screen. I, did you rewatch any of the Michigan State no, game? No, I can't. Re, I don't want to rewatch Heartbreak. Okay. I don't. So, um, yeah, so get, pressure the inexperienced in quotation marks quarterback and just maintain the edge. Don't let him beat you on the run. He doesn't run too much. He doesn't. Um, which is kind of reassuring, but I don't I don't believe it. I, against Oregon, he had negative three yards rushing, and I don't know what he's got on the season. I will look that up. Who are, who are you watching on special teams? Hop out answer. I have no one. Oregon no. kicked zero field goals. And Sheridan brought it up. We need to score. Like, I love Chucky. I absolutely love Chucky. I don't want to see him. Why? Because we have to finish possessions. If we want any shot in this game, we can't be kicking 30, 40-yard field goals. Like, I'm cool with going for it anytime we're at fourth and four, fourth and three. Like, I, I do like You can't settle for field goals in this game. So... I don't want to see the Chuckster out there. I want a scoring touchdowns. Uh, CJ Stroud, 14 carries, 17 yards on the, on the season. Now that does include sack yardage. I asked this a hundred thousand times, but yeah. Um, I do have kick return coverage. And the only reason I say that is because we have a swim up, a swim enough shot at winning. But if we allow some cheap stuff, like what we did against Cincinnati, it, it's done. Who's ranked higher than Ohio state. And That's we could true. have beat Cincinnati should, should if it had not should been, have. if it had not been for the game-changing play, which was the kick return. So kick that's a, return. That's yeah. a great point. It is. Um, so now the time everybody's been waiting for, unless Seth has anybody to watch. No, nope. uh, Brando's Randos. What do you got? Sweet. Um, so we've already kind of sprinkled in a lot of these, um. But this is a little bit more trivia spin to Brandon Drandos this week. Stroud currently has the number one QBR in the country. 
Do you can you guys name any others in the top ten or twelve? Bailey's happy. Bailey's I. So reason I went twelve instead of ten. Oh, That's so funny. No, Bailey's happy is number twelve in the country. Um, I don't Malik watch enough. Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis is seventh. Oh, Malik yeah. Willis. Yeah. Grayson um, McCall. Grayson McCall is sixth. Good job, Seth. Grayson McCall. Coastal all Carolina. The, all these guys oh, are, okay. are notable names. Like there isn't like Bryce. Oh, Bryce Young is fifth. Yep. Um, Come on, it's my guy. Carson Strong. Nevada. He's not on there. He's not on there. Who's your guy? Come on. Come on. Okay, Corral, baby. Oh, number four. Number four in the country. And then um, another notable is uh, Pitt. It's quarterback Kenny Pickett, Kenny who Pickett, uh, is yeah. shooting up Heisman rank. So, but CJ Stroud, who we kind of said is like, got to pick on that weak link. He has the number one QBR in the entire country. Virginia's quarterback in there? Virginia's quarterback is not in there. Not there in are there. two, three other quarterbacks from the Big Ten in the top 12. Who are they? Clifford. Clifford is number nine. Yes. What? Um, Talia. Nope. No, God, no, 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 no. I thought maybe boosted off playing nobody early. No, 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 no. Both are very surprising. I, I won't Peyton draw this Thorne. out much longer than no. I would have thought that's a great guess. Peyton Thorne's 22. Um, we had Aiden O'Connell. That's what I was going to say was AOC. Yeah. And then Adrian Martinez, 11th. Wow. So a lot of Big Ten flair to the overall uh, QBR. Let's stick with that. Can you name the bottom three quarterbacks in the Big Ten? Michael Penix. Not in the bottom three. Really? Uh, well, then he's in the bottom four. Tua's brother? Tua's brother is not. Tua is smack dab in the middle. At Illinois' seven. quarterback. Northwestern's Illinois quarterback. quarterback is 11. Northwestern's quarterback is the second worst. Yes. Um, It's two of our guys that we pick on often. Oh. Well, we pick on a lot of people. Oh, uh, Vedral. Vedral. Vedral is 13th. Graham Mertz a significant last oh my ryan Halinski at 14 is at 43.3 qbr graham mertz is one point or 10.6 points worse at 32.7 passing the passing efficiency number michael Penix is 105 out of 108 listed graham mertz is 104 so in QBR, and Penix is having a terrible this is passing efficiency um is having a terrible year Graham Mertz yeah. is 118 how is he so much I can't even imagine why he's higher here's what he's got he's 80 of 144 for 893 yards seven interceptions and two touchdowns that's Graham Mertz Penix is 87 of 162 seven interceptions, 939 yards, and four touchdowns. So more touchdowns, more yards, same interceptions, more complete, well, different completion percentage. So you, you, UCF national champion quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, who is now at Florida State, is the second worst quarterback by QBR <laughs> at a 16. That's crazy. 16. I don't have Poor Florida State said nobody com nobody so. ever. DJ um, is 101st from Clemson. Just so it's gonna know. murder them. Okay, so moving on. Um, both IU and Tennessee, according to ESPN, have the same percent of chance for an upset this week at nine percent. Oh, cool. That's Tennessee is going to Alabama. Who has a better chance to pull off an upset? IU or Tennessee? I'm done being, I'm just, done, I'm done being the homer. I'm done being Tennessee. 
Tennessee, yes. Tennessee can score a lot of points. They can't stop anybody. Um, I would probably go Tennessee too. If if, if gun to pick. wanted to pick us because we're at home, it's a night game. There are a lot of tickets for sale, though, so that's kind of scary. Um, oh, I think it'll be a near sellout, but it'll be. Oh, it's the, sold the, out. It's sold out. Totally sold out. But I don't. I'm afraid of how many. What we're supposed to be IU fans are now going to. Oh no! It's it's it'll be close to 50 50, mm-hmm. maybe 55 50 IU. Um, but oh, don't Steph, sit there. Do you think laugh. Tennessee don't or even IU? Sit there and laugh every time Nebraska comes to your stadium. No, happy. I just laughed at 55 50. Oh, that's a lot of oh, people. Oh, 55 40. We oversold. We oversold. Standing um, I was gonna say IU because there's no way Tennessee scores more than seven points. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good thing. They did shut down Corral there for a little bit. Last question. What is the perfect time to start tailgating for a 730 kick? I mean, if I had my choice, it would be noon. But I'm going to go with two. Seven hours is a lot. I'm going to go like, I o'clock. like our plan. I Again, yeah. I like that because that way that we get there to kind of get all set up by 233. And then that way, you know, you can drink for a good four, four and a half hours, which is long enough, but not too long. Get in the stadium by seven and, you know. Yeah. We had a flyover last week, by the way. I missed it walking into the stadium. I guess it didn't miss it. It flew over me, but I missed it in the stadium. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, all, all right. Cool. Producer Seth's podcast sack. What you got in there? All right, got one correction. Purdue did turn the ball over once at Iowa, but it was a four to one turnover ratio. So I was just oh saying it goodness. wasn't wasn't bad. Um, a note here: Stephen Carr uh, with fifty three yards against Michigan State set a career high with four hundred thirty nine rushing yards uh, in a season. Uh, one TD away from tying his career high in rushing TDs. Um, okay, here's my question. How does Ohio State not make good NFL quarterbacks? And is Justin Fields going to break through? Craig Krenzel already broke my heart once as a Bears fan. So I, I haven't watched enough of Justin Fields with the Bears, other than a couple times I've seen him get sacked pretty hard. Um, to answer your Ohio State question, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not really a system, right? Like you could see if there was like, like if every quarterback was the same, and and they but, had a system there for a bit. Braxton Miller, TJ TJ Barrett, JT Barrett, JT, JT Barrett. Barrett. But Cardell Jones was different than Terrell Pryor. Terrell and, Pryor. They were all kind of running quarterbacks. If they needed to run, they could run. But now you've got a pocket passer, which is back to what was his name? Craig what? Well, yeah, Car- Insel. Well, Cardell Jones couldn't move either. Um, oh, true. But yeah, so I, the Ohio State thing's weird. I, I don't. It, it's kind of like Alabama can't get a a you know a good quarterback. It's 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 weird. I, I don't have a great explanation for it. For the Justin Fields thing, um, the expectations were just too high. Justin Fields is going to be great. Justin Fields will be a top ten quarterback for the next at least five years. Um, Justin Fields is, is going to be incredible. I, I've said it on this podcast. He's the most impressive football player I've ever watched play in person. Um, I have no doubt that the Bears are doing the best they can to break him because that's what the Bears do. I mean, that's what kind of all Chicago teams do. They they have horrible, horrible coaches, horrible managers, and they yeah, their, their ownership is just, just frustrating. Right. Even when they win, it's in spite of all of that. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, the Bears are going to do the most they can to really hurt a generational talent, but I have all the confidence in the world in Justin Fields. He will be the second best quarterback in this class. All right. Uh, my last note here is uh, Alave and Wilson versus IU's cornerbacks, um, whether it's Pierre, whether it's Mullen, whether it's Taylor or Williams. I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup. I'm sure they're going to get some of their own, but I think the biggest bellwether in this game is going to be, oh God, I'm going to try to say this one more time. Smith and Jigba versus Lane Ball, Fitzgerald, Monster, and Sanguinetti. No, that's going no. to be, Mm-mm. that's going to be it. No, they'll put, they'll put big play J or they'll put somebody else in the slot on him. They will, they, there's no, they cannot do that. 
You cannot put a linebacker on him. There yeah, I mean, I, I, I foresee them two out of the three both having over a hundred yards, and that's no, that's no slam onto our corners. Um, there's just so much rotation. They're a big play team. Um, you know, I think Stroud can have a 300 yard day and, and each one of those guys have, you know, 200 of those 300 yards and our defense still have a really good day. Yeah. Um, those, you know, just yards aren't mutually exclusive to success. So they're um, tight end, not much of a, not a huge part of the passing game, 11 catches on the year, uh, Wilson Olave and Smith and Jigba, um, 31 30 and 23, just to give everybody an idea. The second one or the fourth closest would be Jeremy Ruckert is his name. He's probably a monster. So he'll go off against us, but he's 6'5, 252. So he's not the biggest guy we've played. So uh, their running back, by the way, is pretty good. Travion Henderson, true freshman. Um, pretty good. So, uh, all right, cool. Anything else, Seth? That's it. All right, prediction time. You're up. IU 17. Oh gosh. Ohio State 38. Okay. Okay. Ouch. Brandon. Yeah, I uh I was hoping he he would go a little bit more of a bloodbath. I think um I think we hold IU to the least amount of points they've scored against us, a Big 10 defense. Zero, so that's good. Um so I think they only put 42 up against us. Um, and I think this is likely the last game Tuttle starts and we see a transition to McCulley. I think we only put up 13 points, 42-13 Ohio State. Okay. All right, buckle up, boys. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. This should be a fun atmosphere. My family's coming. Big tailgate. There's nothing. Tailgate is going to be a freaking blast. Again, I said it again. I'm this probably will be my favorite Saturday of the year. And I hope some of my friends don't listen to this because I I will go to four weddings this fall. This will be the best Saturday of my entire fall. Oh, my gosh. I I, hopefully it's the best Saturday of my entire life. So uh, the defense will do what it does while the offense will show some signs of life. It just won't be enough. Ohio State 34, IU 21. No one way of those scores. No one way of score the touchdowns. One of, calm down. One of the touchdowns is either a defensive touchdown or a special team touchdown. We might, we'll, we might, we, we will cover if that happens. We will absolutely cover if we get a non offensive touchdown. We win, we win the turnover battle. I think it's going to be super close. I, I just want everybody to imagine something. A team with Xander Diamant as a starting quarterback took probably a national championship game, Ohio State, into overtime. No, not overtime. Into the very last play of the fourth quarter with a two-point conversion, I think, to tie it, if I'm not right, if I'm not mistaken. Why can't this team do that? Why can't they Ilago do it? go had the lead going into a fourth quarter. Yeah. We were, no up by, we were up by a field goal and lost by 18. We lost 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, again. We were. That was a fun game. That was we really could fun. call this a. Um, we could call this a trap game. If you want, guys, you guys want to do that. Because they do have another 730 ABC game. Is it at Penn State? It is at Penn State the following week. So there you go. Can they do it? Can, can they do like more than one whiteout per year? No, it is not. It is in the horseshoe. Oh, I apologize. Horseshoe. Okay. It is the horseshoe. Okay. Because I feel like everybody would have already been talking about it two weeks. Halloween ago. night. Ooh. Yeah. Watch out. Um, okay. Man. I don't know if this is true because he will be at a friend's wedding or not, but maybe Seth will be back on live tweets. Hashtag cancel fall weddings. Yes. Um, if you're at the game or watching at home, actually, if you're at the game, pay attention to the game. But if you're watching from home, be sure to keep your eyes on the feed. Um, I kind of got my final statement out of the way in the predictions. Uh, just show up, guys. Show up. Let's have some fun. Brandon, do you have anything to say? I do. I mean, 
the season hasn't gone the way we wanted. It's okay. We had fun before seasons like this. We had fun. Like, I haven't been an IU fan for near as long as our listeners, not near as long as you, Michael, but I had fun being an IU fan. We can still have that. It's going to be great atmosphere. It's going to be a night game. And maybe we shock the world. Like, maybe we do. That's the exciting thing about football is they play the game on the field. And let's just have fun because I can guarantee you I will. Why can't it be us? Right? It's never us. Why can't it be us once? Purdue did it. Purdue did it. They had one dude that just went nuts. I don't even know who their quarterback was. Probably the same guy. Probably the same trash they've had for like four years. I don't know. Why can't we do it? Maybe we'll do it. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. So um, either way, guys, be sure to, to, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to wrap it as normal, but then stick around immediately after. And we're going to have a little heads up or a little uh, catch up with Zach Kiefer Kiefer from The Athletic. Uh, Be sure to check out the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. It's facebook.com backslash podcast LEO. And on Twitter at podcast LEO. Be sure to download, follow, rate, review, tell all of your friends about us and have them listen and do everything else. And review is the most important part. Even if you don't like us, give us five stars and tell us how bad we are. We'll talk to you after the game and hopefully have a very fun pod for you on Monday morning. Um, Unless Brandon, well, guess what? You know what? Colts play on Sunday. And if we win Sunday night, and if we win, I don't care. I'm recording. So, uh, and one of these days, my voice will um, be back to normal. So either way, Love you guys. Be sure to hang on for just a little bit after this to check out my interview with Zach. It'll Kiefer. be the best thing we ever do. Honestly, like maybe. if you just want to skip to that, <laughs> maybe Seth will put the minute marker. I don't know if he wants to go that far, I can, but yeah, um, it, it, it's 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 very high quality. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, until then, we love you guys. Elio. 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 He said it. Stick around for Zach Kiefer. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. All right, welcome back to the LEO podcast. I'm here with a special guest, staple in the indie market, and a proud IU alum from the Athletic. Let's welcome Zach Kiefer. Zach, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, staple. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, they haven't <laughs> they haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Tell them, uh, tell the listeners what you're up to, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I write for the Athletic. I do TV for Wish TV in town, playing cold stuff, and you can find me on Twitter. I sadly spend too much time on it, uh, at Z Kiefer on Twitter, and you can find my work at The Athletic. Yes. Go check him out on The Athletic. He's awesome on Twitter. He's awesome. I was just reading it, waiting for him to finish up some, uh, I don't know, an interview with a couple people. Uh, Forrest Buckner, you may have heard of him, and Carson Wentz. Is that, who's that? I don't know. But either way, let's yeah, talk. That's some- our way. That, that, let's go. Let's do yeah. some IU uh, stuff. Let's get some. Let's get some college pigskin in here real quick. All right, man. All right. So what's going on? We're two and four. Losses to Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, Michigan State. All of those teams have been ranked inside the top ten at some point. I think they're all ranked inside the top eleven right now. Is the schedule? Is it what everybody's freaking out about? What do you think it is? Is it crazy to be encouraged, or should I just drink the old IU 
discouragement, right? So I, I don't know where you where you land on it, but like with the exception of maybe Iowa, you can make the case that they've been in these games. And like I've seen things to be encouraged by, like the defense last week. But like then again, you got the biggest position on the field as a huge question mark. And I'm sure you guys have touched on Penix early and Tuttle of late, but like I feel like they're better than the record says they are, but with the quarterback question, it's a huge, huge, it, it's a huge concern. And like, I don't know if that's going to get any better. That's where I'm at right now. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm typically the positive one on the podcast. So I'm the one that, um, I was it is at an the LEO Iowa... podcast. All right. Yes, yes. So I, uh, I was, uh, at the Iowa game and yeah, I agree with you. I don't think we really ever stood a shot there after, second quarter maybe i think at one point uh it was 21 three and we had the ball then maybe if we would have scored there then possibly but every other time we've been even the penn state game the 24 nothing penn state game doesn't feel like a 24 nothing beat like go back to the first when they yeah when they got that interception they're within i want to say they're within the 10 10 yard line and yeah and you go for it on fourth which i'm fine with and you don't get it but the game is he changes at that point and it just feels like they're just missing something and i think that quarterback spot is really where it starts Penix that's, was just wildly inaccurate that night yeah that's where it's killing us i mean if you if you have any sort of you take I mean, you can't but you know hypothetically you take two of the i don't know how many total through two last week um i think yeah two interceptions last week so he you take two of the five interceptions away from either Michigan State and Cincinnati. I think they're sitting four and two. I mean, both of those. I games... was at the Cincinnati game, and um, and I agree with you. Like that game was closer than the final score said it was, and it was great to be in Bloomington for a big, big, big football Saturday. It really had the feel of a of a really good college football Saturday, and they brought it. I mean, they made plays. They gave them a chance to win, and. I hope that's not the story of the season is like coming close and falling short, but I'm afraid it's going to be. Yeah. That's what, that's the way it's looking right now. So um, I don't know how much stuff you really see on Twitter since you're more Colts focused right now, but the fans are furious with the offensive production and it can pretty much be narrowed down to two areas, which is offensive coordinator and offensive line, whether you blame the players or the coach there, the fix has got to be a new offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, and it, isn't it funny that IU fans, like, are furious now? Like, isn't that a great problem to have? Like, yes. interest is shot up, and and people know who the offensive coordinator is, for starters. Uh, the line wasn't good. The quarterback was inaccurate. Those interceptions, and I don't want to pile onto a college kid, but the interceptions Tuttle through were I, – I, I don't even know if awful is the right word. It was – they were so – they were so awful. They were bad. Yeah. Um the scheme isn't working right now and you need to tailor to you need to tailor your your system to your quarterback's talents and they don't haven't figured out how to do that um so over the next couple of weeks and, and you've got winnable games and you've got you know it still would real would feel really good to beat the heck out of purdue or purdue just beat the heck out of iowa so yeah maybe i'm dreaming here but um i'm allowed to drink it's you football <laughs> that's what you want to see over the last couple of weeks the last couple of months is you want to see them figure something out offensively but if not like you need to fix this because the defense has played well enough in certain spots to give you a chance to do a lot more than what you're doing yeah the defense has definitely put the team in and as we said i was as we talked about the since well really i don't want to go into the targeting call on the cincinnati game but at the penn state game you limit that offense to 24 points on the road and then the michigan state game is they limited that offense to 13 points with seven of those 20 points coming from that pick six so Right. Uh, that's definitely everybody knows where the problem is. It's just how can we fix it? So um, speaking of that defense, and then we'll get you out of here because I know you've got some other bigger stuff coming up. So um, Micah McFadden is the obvious standout player on the entire team. So where is he going in the draft? How do you think he'll pair with Darius Leonard? And what number do you think he'll play for? <laughs> I hope McFadden comes to the Colts. He's like my favorite player. And I know I'm not like, being very original here. Um, but there's so many times when I'm watching the Hoosiers where I'm like, God, I just love Micah McFadden. So um, he's going to wear 54. It's available. Um, 
Now he's gonna have to he's gonna have to add some speed to play with the Colts defense because they like to play fast. But then again, they haven't played great this year, so um, maybe they'll make uh, uh, an amends for that. But um, I love seeing the Hoosiers make it in the in the in the NFL. I follow them. I was you know I'm old enough to have covered you know gosh I covered like James Hardy and Kellen Lewis and that team that went to the Insight Bowl in 2007, and I was on the field when when they made that kick to beat Purdue. And that was like one of the coolest moments in IU football, at least in the last 20 years Mm -hmm. until last season. So um, McFadden's been awesome, like really the heartbeat of that defense. And and the shame of it is I felt terrible for him Saturday afternoon because they just kept making plays. They kept making it hard for Michigan State, and they just got nothing on offense to back it up. So uh, we'll be following him for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now you're you're thinking definitely drafted. Any idea where he goes? Just non-sarcastically, do you think that's a day? He's not a day one guy unless he completely tears the rest of the season up. But you're thinking two or three here. <laughs> it's so hard for me to transition to the draft. Um, first pick in the second round for sure. There no, you go. Um, done. He, you know, they're going to have to look at the measurables, and that's such a big part of it. How he tests the combine. What can he do? Yeah. What system can he fit in? But um, – you know, they, they put a lot into intangibles, not just the Colts, but but everyone. And I hate to use that word, but he's a guy that I feel is going to do really well in that area. Yeah. So I think he's um, going to tear, that, we, we, tear that up. We get to enjoy him for yes. the rest of this season. Yes, that's that's the key word is just enjoy it. So, all right, Zach, I know we need to wrap it up, get you back to important things. I see you're outside the facility now, so get back in there and do your work. Uh, but before we go, real quick, you can even be a bad one. We need a prediction for Saturday. Don't do this to me. Um, <laughs> because I would give I, I would give my left arm for an upset just because of who it is. Um, I think the Hoosiers continue to play well, at least on defense. I really believe they can frustrate the Buckeyes, but um, I don't I don't I want to find hope in the offense, but I can't. So two touchdowns at least. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've, I've watched this team long enough not to be that reckless with my predictions. <laughs> Unlike me. So who is a, uh, I can't think of the phrase right now, a hopeless, hopeless fan. That's just, we'll just go with that. So this is the first L that I think I'm going to pick on the prediction. So um, if you're an IU football fan, you have to be, you have to be a hopeless, you know, you yeah. have to be used to it. So yeah. I applaud you for your optimism that it hasn't been shaken. No. Um all right, man. I really appreciate you joining us and uh, we'll have you on again. If you, if we get some time, I know today was a little crunched, so um, we'd love to get you on like one of the big pods and let Brandon get into you a little bit. He's a big Steelers guy and he's just the worst. So <laughs> sounds good. I'd love to meet him. <laughs> All right, man. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks again. Where can they find you real quick? One more time. Just add C Kiefer on Twitter. All right. And check out the athletic as well. Uh, and that's it, man. Appreciate you coming on. Elio. Thanks. Thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. Yep.